Chris Daggs, great to have you back on Bike Talk with Dave. Um, got my little recording thing, my little recording studio here <laughs> at the uh, Bike Talk Studios here in uh, currently Clive, Iowa, but we will be moving to, and I, I think you're excited about this, Chain and Spoke Coffee. Yes. To do our live interviews when um, Mr. Hooban gets that up and running. Yeah. Which will be kind of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That should be very cool. It should be very cool. Um, so, funny story on that, actually, um, that uh, about a little less than a year ago, like, my wife left her job, and she was going to take a sabbatical over the summer, and she was, she and I were kind of thinking, like, okay, like, what's the next step? And she was like, I really kind of want to work for myself, like, or, you know, she's like, I need to get out of the corporate grind. Um she had a, a pretty high-powered executive job, and she was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to kind of pull back. So we were toying with the idea of opening, like, a coffee shop, and then it was, like, going to be, like, a cycling-themed coffee shop. And we had heard that Jeff was working on his coffee shop also, so it was kind of like this little thing. It was like this race to, like, okay, can we get it open before this Jeff guy does? And then finally we decided like, all right, I think we're gonna go maybe a different direction with what we do for um, um, our, our business, like moving forward and we kinda um, put the coffee cafe idea to bed. And then it was funny to meet up with Jeff after that and, um, and just kinda share stories about that. But I, I love what he's doing and I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be super cool. It's gonna be, I, the whole idea um, around chain and spoke um, is that it's kind of like this hub for cycling and I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah I'm super excited and I've gotten to know Jeff over the past couple months and um, he's a great dude, passionate, loves cycling, loves coffee and uh, I think he's got some great ideas on that and I hope it's embraced by the community. His coffee's good I know that. Yeah. I know that, so. Yeah, yeah, I've had some, the coffee's really good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, and it was funny, like, we were, my wife and I were talking, like, okay, like, we gotta, you know, we gotta get into, I love coffee, like, um, I'm not necessarily a coffee connoisseur, I like a good cup of coffee, but, you know, like, you know when you get a bad cup of coffee? I do like, know, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah, but, I like, do. other than that, I'm just kind of like, I can usually make any cup of coffee, like, suit my needs, so I kind of rightfully or wrongly pride myself on being able to take a cup of Love's truck stop coffee and uh -huh. make it make it suitable. Um, anyway, um, so like, you know, Jeff was talking about, oh, I've got this coffee guy who's helping me out and doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, we would have been seriously outclassed. Like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I have talked to his coffee guy, and I think I'm going to have him on the pod sometime. I think it'd be kind oh, of fun cool. to talk coffee. Cool, yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of laughing. The last time you were on, I think we were talking beer. Yeah, I think we, we were talking beer. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Morning, noon, and night, we've got it covered. Yeah. Uh, pop next? Maybe. Talk about pop. Pop. Yeah, very, that's very Midwest, Dave. Pop. It is very Midwest. Yeah. Well, give me a soda, eh? Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> up north or uh, uh, Coca-Cola. That's uh, down south, I think. So. Yeah. Shout out to all of you around all of Earth and whatever you drink, Coca-Cola. All right, man, uh, we are here to talk bike racing. And when you were first on, this is your third time on the pod, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. um, when you were first on, I asked you to rate, not rate, 
grade cycling mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. And I actually told um, uh, Brendan Quirk this, that you gave it a, I think a C plus. It was a C something. I think mm -hmm. a C plus. Um, a plus because people like Sepp Koos and, and um, I don't know, the guys uh, killing it overseas. Did you, uh, Sevilla did, Blanc. And, did you use my name with him? I don't. I don't remember. Oh, okay. We'll have to go back and listen. Uh, all right, we'll have to listen. All right, well, I'm curious as to what he said about this then. Um, what was his he, response? He, he thought it was fair. He thought it was fair. Um, and he is actually kind of about the same. And, and I think the, the feeling is like we've got some great human beings who are racing their bikes right yeah. now in a variety of disciplines. Yeah. Um, but the domestic road scene has has seen better days. I can remember, sure. and this is, there's probably supply and demand aspect to this, but um, gosh, I went to Rockford, Illinois one time, and this is probably 1988, and I couldn't get in the race because it was full. Yeah. It had reached the 120 rider limit, mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't race. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I wasn't a master, I couldn't do the master, I couldn't do the juniors, I was cat three. And, uh, and I couldn't get in. And now it's like, gosh, if there's 35 people lined up, it's a big race. And, yeah. and that's, uh, but again, it's, there were two races in Iowa. You had to travel six hours to yep. get to a race. Yep. So if there was a race within six hours, you all went. Yeah. And now there's so many races, so many different opportunities. The, um, it's, the, the, the soup has been diluted, I would say. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the coffee has been diluted. The coffee has been diluted, <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, but still, the, the domestic road scene certainly took a hit. Obviously, COVID, but even before that, I feel like we talked a bit about the Lance Armstrong effect. And, um, you know, that was, that was a bit of a punch in the gut to road cycling here in the U.S. But then, I mean, shoot. One, two... Two races last year in Iowa, uh, maybe. Well, at least two, yeah, because there was the Sakari Road oh, Race. Oh, Sakari Road Race, and, and then there was my crit in yeah, both that weekend in July. Yep. And, and then, then oh, there was Fort Dodge. That was three. Oh, she did put that on, and then uh, Snake Alley and Muscatine. Yep. Uh, in Davenport, so yep. the Memorial Weekend races happened, and those have been going on a long time. But yeah. nothing in Iowa City. Uh, Clear Lake closed down. Yep. Um, uh, the East Village Criterium was out, so it's. I mean, it was it was tough. Yeah, it was it was tough for road cycling. Yeah, and then here comes Chris Daggs, like, hey, I'm putting on ten freaking races <laughs> next summer. <laughs> what? Wait a minute, time out. Okay, that moved from a, a C to a B, at least uh, here in the Midwest. So you're putting on some awesome races, and we're very excited about it. And it it hopefully. I mean, hopefully we get more than the... What I'm going to do right now is invite everybody who's within six hours of Des Moines, Iowa to put these dates on your calendar. April 8th, July 9th, August 13th, May 12 to 14, May 4, June 1, July 20, and August 2nd. I wrote those down. I didn't I, reset them I, from I think, memory. I think we're going to have a September... We're going to try and have a September weekday race also so kind of like you know you get to september and like the weekends like cross kind of owns the weekends and i was oh, like yeah, i was sure. like well let's do a race but we'll like do it on a wednesday night you know oh, that's just, cool so we'll see if 
we're going to see how the midweek races go. I think we'll get a really good response. Um, We'll see how those midweek races go, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, well, it's everything you're doing um, has a bit of a twist. It's not just your plain vanilla, show up and do a four-quarter yeah. criterion. <laughs> yeah. um, let's talk about the, the crit slash circuit races, the one-day races. Yeah. Um, April 8th, July 9th, and August 13th. Yep. Um, individually... Um, just give me a quick flyover of each of those events individually. They're they're similar but different. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the April 9th race, uh, April eighth, is going to be um, at Waterworks. Kind of the, the um, to preface this, like a lot of the races are, are almost all the races are going to take p- place at Waterworks Park. And so big shout out to Des Moines Waterworks um, for their support in this endeavor. Um, They've proved to be a really good partner to work with. And I, I honestly, like, without without them and the way they go about helping uh, helping events, like, we probably wouldn't have this many races. So um, everybody keep getting your water from Des Moines Waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we have much of a choice. I don't think we have much of a choice either. No, and I don't think they, you know, um, the lady who I work with there, Michelle, she she's great and I don't think they realize like the service that they provide to Des Moines with just the venue and then I you know I think probably it's probably lost on a lot of the citizens of Des Moines you know not to go too far down this rabbit hole here but Waterworks Park um, is actually a private facility um and it's one of the few places in Des Moines where you have like a fully closed loop, um, which means it's great for running, walking, cycling, um, inline skating, like uh, like uh, roller skiing. Like if it's you know if you want to do some kind of uh, activity, like it's just a great place to go. Um, and they make it they, they're super easy to work with. And it's kind of this hidden gem. Um, it's really easy to look at like that race course and be like, eh, I mean, it's pretty, it's flat. It's like, you know, 1.86 miles. Like, yeah, it's okay. Um, but I think one of the things that I think is the part of the beauty of bike racing is that um, it's not just the course that dictates the race. It's the bike racers, right? And... The Waterworks course is not particularly hard, like, on its face. Um, But sometimes with the wind or the weather, you get some particular challenges. You're very exposed, and so you've got to be able to ride in the wind. And then also, um, it really lets the bike racers kind of play things out. And I think that that is um, a facet of bike racing which constantly needs to be addressed like you can have like the biggest watt monster out there but you know if he can't figure out how to like race his bike like how to drive his bike and then how to think about how to win the race like you're not going to produce much of a bike racer so um i like the course in that it really lets the bike racers like decide like how the race is going to sort itself out are we going to have a breakaway you know did this team show up with six guys you know did this team just show up with one guy and he's a monster and he knows exactly when to time it um so um yeah it's a it's a it's a great course it's a great venue um it allows the racers to kind of dictate how the race goes 
Um, and I think that's a great part. Um, so for the first race, April 8th, we're going to do a circuit race, and we're going to use both loops of waterworks. So there's the big loop that you know you can drive into the park and, and you know, park at the shelter, and you can see the whole loop. And then over to the west side, um, there's another loop, which is almost the same size, um, and it's a lot more technical. It is a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. It, it should yeah. be actually fun. We used to, a thousand years ago, did a time trial. Oh. We did an Omnium that included a, a time trial of both loops. Yeah. And even alone on a time trial, you had to navigate those corners. So yeah. this is going to be super cool. Like, yeah. Perry Roubaix has cobbles. Um, I don't know. Races. Uh, uh, Strada Bianca's this weekend. It's got uh, uh, gravel climbs. Um, yeah. Milan San Remo has the Poggio or however you say yep. that, but yep. um, Waterworks has the twists and turns. <laughs> you just you just mentioned Waterworks in the same sentence as like all uh, some of the monuments, so Dude, that's I'm cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm hoping. Like uh, to me, it was like, oh my gosh, this is like this is like somebody turning the light back on. You know, you just like if you. If you want to have bike racers, like if you want to be a bike racer, we need to have bike races, right? I mean, bike racers will find a way to race, right? You can call up your friend and, hey, let's go for, a, you know, let's go for a 50-mile ride and then sprint for signs. You know, you can do the group ride. You can take your local group ride and turn it into a race. Um, but at the end of the day, like every bike racer craves that opportunity to like pin a number on, like leave the seat pack like behind, like over on the picnic table and, you know, have an official and a promoter yell at them for about two minutes before they start and then, you know, fire the gun and away they go. And, you know, everybody's looking for that opportunity. And, we, you know, like to get maybe back to like what has been missing, you know, nationwide the last few years, it's it's just bike races. It's like you know, it doesn't have to be Tour of California. Um, you know, it starts at, you know, the grassroots level to, you know, to use that term. Tour to California doesn't happen unless grassroots stuff, grassroots stuff happens. Yeah. People have to have an introduction to the sport somehow, somewhere, sometime. Yeah, yeah. And it's chicken and egg, right? You know, like when you have, when you have a race like Tour of California, you know, you have one of the premier events in the world and you get people excited about bike racing somebody who's never even seen a bike race before you know they they just maybe they bought a trek or a giant at their local bike shop and you know they're riding it around for fitness or health or whatever and then they're like oh let's go watch this race and then you're just awed by like these human beings who are you know like they appear to be incredibly small and like they're like more powerful than like any power lifter you've ever seen in action. You're like, how did they make that thing go that fast? You know, somebody, you know, they wrap a bike like around a corner. You're like, I can't even get around a corner at 15 miles an hour. And so, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. I remember yeah. my, the first bike race I ever witnessed was in downtown Des Moines and the Mercy Classic. I'm saying that for my wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was it was my first year of racing it like every time we went downtown I was like oh the Mercy Classic went around this corner and Dee was sick of me hearing that so <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the the 
before I raced it, I saw it, mm -hmm. and I just remember being literally inches away from a pack of a hundred people going 35 miles an hour, elbow to elbow, and the wind and the, the sound, it just captured me, mm -hmm. just captured me. It's mm -hmm. an incredible, it's incredible. I mm -hmm. mean, it really is. I mean, there's nothing like it. It's gravel's cool, mountain biking is awesome, cross is super fun, um, heart in your throat kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, road racing is just, I don't know, what's the word? Gorgeous? Exhilarating. Exhilarating, thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Trofeo. Trofeo Sobato Santo. Trofeo um, Sobato Santo. I got to learn that because I'm, I'm helping announce the race. Yeah. And uh, there may be a, uh, uh, we may get a, um, this is the day before Easter. So yep. it's. Holy uh, Saturday. Holy Saturday. Yep. Holy Saturday. Uh, trophy of Holy Saturday, is that yep, what that the, means? Yep, Holy, Holy Saturday trophy or trophy of Holy Saturday, depending on how you want to interpret it. But yeah, I will, um, we may get a member of a local religious order out there to uh, bless the racers and their bicycles. Uh, and, you know, we, we could joke that and say it's like little tongue-in-cheek, but, I, you know, I was brought up Catholic, so I can claim that. And, oh, for, you know, sure. for I, sure. I remember, you know, like uh, reading a story about Bob Roll. I think it was like his first race of the season. He was doing Milan-San Remo, and, like, he insisted. He went for a ride, like, two days before, and, like, he insisted with whoever he was riding with that they go to, like, the local Catholic church, and they have, like, the priest bless their bikes, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It's always kind of stuck in my mind. It's one of those Bob Roll stories. And uh, I was like, all right, we're going to have to do that sometime. And so then when this, you know, we're putting the race on and April 8th, Holy Saturday. And I was like, and part of the race is too, is like, you got to have some fun with it, right? Absolutely. You know, you can't just call it like the, you know, the Thomas Office Park Criterium, you know, <laughs> thanks, like, give us your $35 and show up for like 200 laps around, you know, right. like this nondescript office park, you know, look out for that semi-truck. Yeah, you know, right. let, let's pull it out in front of you. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. And so, like, um, yeah, that's kind of where the idea for Trofeo Sabato Santo came from. That's awesome. I love it. So then you've got uh, Grand Prix Des Moines, which, again, is kind of fun with words, Grand Prix yep. Des Moines as opposed to the Waterworks Crit. Yep. Um, July 9th and August 13th. And those both are, you've done those before. Yep. And they're on the... Just the main loop? They're just on the main loop, yeah. Yeah, and I think the July 9th race goes, it will go counterclockwise, which is the usual direction we go. And then for the April, for the August 13th race, um, we may go counterclockwise just to mix it up and like mm -hmm. go a different direction. Um, we'll see. We'll kind of make that call. Like um, I need to roll out the um, – that race to USA Cycling and get it permitted, and um, I need to decide which direction it's going to go. Probably just, honestly, just to make it different, like we might just go. I tell you direction. what, it changes the character of the thing because mm -hmm. uh, we're used to going counterclockwise, and as we come around clockwise, like there's no sharp corner before the finish line. You kind of come around a couple of sweeping bends. Yep. And where do you start the sprint? Like, yeah. I got blown out there the last time we did that because I. I I mean, not that I went, but I was like up front and drilling it, and, and 
you know, trying to like not get dead last. And um, well, I ended up coming in dead last because it was a long <laughs> way to the finish line. Yeah. A very long way to the finish it, line. It is. If you run it the other direction, and then, again, this is where like the course, we don't have some giant, you know, 20% cobbled climb in it or, you right. know. Um, it's just like a subtle change to the course really changes your approach to it. You've got, um, I mean, it's probably like 700 meters from that last from that last right-hand quarter mm-hmm. to the finish line. You have a couple bends there, and yeah, you can easily get real excited and start early. Yep, you, you feel know? like you're, the line's right there, and it is not yeah, right there. It, yeah, I can yeah. see it. It's right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Tell me those three races. Mm-hmm. You just announced something super exciting. Like it is, well, it is all over the internet. This thing is viral. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, so I linked all three races together in a series, and I'd been planning on doing that anyway, and just hadn't had that creative inspiration about what we were going to do about it. And so, um, uh, there's, I, I came up with the idea that we're going to call it the Golden Dragon Trophy. And I, I found this really cool trophy. Um, and I, I, I got the trophy. I should have brought it with me. Like, I was thinking as I'm leaving, yeah, take you, it. You don't have to. I want to, um, uh, I'm looking up your Instagram right now. Uh, CD, CDM Coaching, is that your Instagram handle? Yeah, or I think you can do GS Des Moines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Criterium Racing. I should. Yeah, probably, I should here we are. Here we are. I should uh, probably know looking my looking stuff up. Own stuff. G S Des Moines. No G P Des Moines Grand Prix. Or like I think G P D S M. G P D S M Bike Racing. Dude, yeah. that rolls right off the tongue. G P S. I am making fun of you. Or look for Chris Bags. <laughs> two G's. G P D S M Bike Racing. On Instagram, go there and check that trophy out. Like that is gorgeous. I sent that to D, and I was like, "Like we're training. I'm upgrading to yeah. Cat One <laughs> so that I can win that thing." It's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. It, it it's it and it's probably uh, it's got to be like a foot tall, um, and it's it, so I thought it was gonna be a cup. It's solid glass. And so, like, I, I got the box, and I'm opening it up, and, like, I'm like, wow, this thing is heavy. And I pull it out, and I was like, geez, this thing has got to be, like, five pounds. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I even, like, there was buzz around the house when I opened it. I was like, oh, geez, like, this is, you know, uh, this is something way different. Um, mm-hmm. So, the um, there's a little bit of an angle here, and I'm, I'm – uh, I'm pursuing a certain sponsor for the race, and the, the trophy and the name of the race, the name of the series kind of tie in naturally with the sponsor. And so what I'm hoping is after a successful run here, I can be like, hey, guys, like, look at this. We're, we're going to do a little guerrilla marketing. But it's just a cool – it turned out to be like – It's a, gorgeous. It's Yeah, a pretty cool – gig anyway. And so the the leader's jersey is going to be um, like a yellow leader's jersey, probably maybe a little bit more gold. We'll have the sponsors on it. Um, the Golden Dragon Trophy will be in kind of like this old English font. 
Um, and then we'll have like a, a dragon like in the background. Um, so we're going to, you know, kind of like, it probably will be like a yellow dragon, just like a white outline around it, you know, something kind of subtle. Um, you know, it's not going to be like some like, Smog the dragon from the Hobbit, like you know, like um, not super scary. Yeah, not super scary. This will try and make it kind of subtle and old school, and um, yeah, I think having a leader's jersey too, like people got fired up about that. So. Yeah, so this is a points race. Yep, uh, points to the top twelve finishers um, on yep. the the one day races, April eighth, July ninth, yep. and August thirteenth, mm -hmm. and um, the. You keep saying pro, pro one, two? You'll be pro one, two, three. Pro one, two, three? Yeah. Okay, so I could do it. I'm yeah. a three. Yeah. I have not downgraded since yeah. getting old and slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, when I started racing, um, and then, um, like, most of the races that I was doing were, like, pro one, two, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, you got your cat two, and, like, that was, like, that was, like, a big jump, right? Big time, yep. Um, I think over the past probably past 10 years, like, just with kind of the direction things have gone in cycling, like, you've seen a lot of races go back to, like, pro one, two, three. Yep. You know, and, like, you'll have, like, a cat three race or a three, four race, and then you'll have, like, a well, one, two, three race also. Yep. And I, th I think it's nice to give, like, some of the, to give the cat threes the option to, like, race with, like, the the pros and ones and twos if they want to. And it's good for, like, the younger riders to develop. And, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody at some point, everybody's like, wow, I just want to do, like, the big race on the day. And so right. that's, like, a nice little carrot to kind of get people to upgrade to a certain point. I know there's a bunch of guys around here who, like, they're like, oh, I'm only going to do the pro one, two, three race. Like, they're cat threes. And I'm like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, that's your, that's your prerogative, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the leader's jersey uh, will be awarded after day one and yep. then worn in the next two races, Yep. whoever's leading. Yep. Now, I'm confused. Are you doing points and awards for all categories? Yes. Like, how's it work? Yeah. So we're going to do um, – so the, the big, you know, the big trophy is for the pro one, two, three men and for the um, pro one, two, three, pro open women – um, so they get the big trophy, and you know we've got the big cash prize for them. I think it's going to be two hundred dollars to, like the winner of the women or the men's pro am and the women's pro am. And then oh, actually we got I got like um we got a I got a nice watch. Oh yeah, for, you did. Yeah, yeah, like a, a Tissot watch. So there's a really nice men's Tissot watch, and then there's a really nice women's Tissot watch. So you know again like just that. You know, uh, we got to jazz it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, cool you know? stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dollar right? bills. I was talking to some race director who is like, I'd rather give cool stuff than dollar bills. Yeah. Because cool stuff you keep on your shelf and you look at it and remind you of the yeah. race. And people ask about it and you get to talk about your race. $200 yeah. right. disappears on the way home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's gas, the hotel. Yep. Like not that food. we mind. Like I always no. like when Dee takes me out to dinner after yep. a race because it is always her paying for my race and taking me out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> as I as I wind my sprint up, yeah, half a mile too early, yeah, um, or I'm not even in the sprint, which is um, usually the case. 
Um, I need to give a, a big shout out to the Iowa Latino Cycling Club also because they have been um, a partner with me in this um, since the first race in 2020. And it was really neat, like our vision kind of aligned on like what we wanted from racing. Um, and for years, like I had been thinking like, hey, like the bike race is great. I love you know, just, I, I love showing up and doing a race and it's, you know, but like, I felt like promoters, and this is not, this is everywhere around, you know, most promoters, it's like, hey, you got a result, like, you know, here's your, go over to the tent and, you know, grab your check or your preem or whatever and like, see ya, like, come back next week, you know, or like in a month or something. Um, and so I was like, you know, we got to like, you know, like, this is a, this is a nice achievement for the athletes. And so it's like, let's have a podium and talk them up a little bit. And, you know, they do that at the bigger races, like Tour of America's Dairyland and Intelligentsia and, you know, I think Memorial Day weekend also. You know, a lot of the bigger national level races, like, get that. But, like, there's no reason we can't bring that down to, like, the local level. Um, and um, when I decided uh, in, during COVID, like, okay, we're going to do this bike race. Like somebody has got to do it. Like, like I'll, I'll take the plunge. I can do it. Um, the, um, Juan, um, the president of the Iowa Latino cycling club, uh, said, Hey, like Chris, I, we would love to help out. And he was like, you know, we, you know, grew up doing races where you'd have a podium and a trophy. And I was like, yes, I was like, perfect. And so he's like, so we want to support that. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm thinking too. So, um, uh, the idea from the get go was to provide like this great experience for the bike racers, you know, like you get, you have a good time. There's a podium at the end, you know, everybody says your name and you get your prize and you stand up on the podium and then the trophies were kind of like a big part of that because, you know, like you want to have a cool trophy. Like $200 is great. Nobody says no to $200. For sure. Nope. Yep. Nobody says no. But it's really nice to have like a trophy on your mantle that you can look at and be like, wow, you know, remember that day? Like, you know, I've got to get uh, down on the trainer. Yeah, exactly. Ah, I've got to get yeah. ready for this. Yeah. So the, since then, it's always been about, like, all right, we got to come up with a cool trophy. And so I think we might have knocked it out of the park with this one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Oh, and just a quick side note, um, there will be trophies for all the categories. Oh. For all, so, like, we're not going to have the nice big glass trophy for the, for the age groups and for the other categories, but we will have, like, a little mini golden dragon oh, cool. for everybody to take home with them if they win. So That's cool. Yeah. Now I love this. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna go down and get on the trainer after this conversation <laughs> because I was a Johnston Dragon. Oh, okay, purple okay, and gold. So Ooh. you know, there's gonna be incentive to uh -huh. to go for that uh, yep. Golden Dragon. Yeah, it's kind of fun, but yeah. Um, all right, so that's not all you're doing. The Golden Dragon. No, yeah, the Golden Dragon. Yep. Um, uh, three races. It's a race series. Uh, gotta show up for all three. Um, no, you don't. You don't need to show up it's for all points, three. right? Yeah, it's on points. So, um, you know, like, hey, if you do two and you win both of them, and that gets you the trophy, uh, you got it. Yeah. The only stipulation, the only rule, is that for the 
pro-men and pro-women, they need to be at the podium ceremony on the, at the final race. Whether so, or not they do it, they need to be at the podium right, ceremony. Right, right. Okay, so, cool. like, let's say somebody, like, breaks an arm, like, a week out, and then, you know, they can't do the final race, but, like, let's say they had won two races, you know, the first two races, and so they're in the lead. And then, you know, like, hopefully, like, on the last race, like, the, either, like, the, you know, he's there, the, 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 the racer is there on the sideline, like, watching, and, like, somebody either, like, ends up, like, one point shy or, like, one point over, you know, so you get the big, oh, you know, you're trying to. I can imagine with three races and you're going 12 deep on points, like, it's going to be a tight, with only three races, it's going to be, you're not going to know who's. Yeah. I don't feel like there's going to be a clear winner going into the August 13th morning. Yeah. And I I was, I thought about it a lot, like, um, okay, like, do, do I want to do, like, some points, preems, you know, where oh, like, wow. you, you know, like where you can win some points or, or do I, you know, do I want to give like first place like an extra point? And I thought, nah, just let it, just make it simple. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it will go 12 deep. First place gets 12 points. Second place gets 11. On down, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then just let the bike racers figure it out. Like, you know, give them the canvas and the paintbrush and like let them, let them create, um, and that's, I think, again, like something that, you know, a lot of races have taken away from racers. You know, it's like epically hard courses or like overly complicated series rules. I mean, are cool and you're like, oh, I really got to think about this, you know, or like. But at the same time, it's like just let the bike racers race and like they'll put on a show. Yeah. And they'll have a good time. Oh, that's awesome. That's very awesome. I love that. Um, all right, so we've talked about the one days. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the stage race, and I know it's not finalized yeah. yet, but uh, what conceptually, where are we at? Um, we're like right there. I have a meeting next week with um, the municipality that's um, I want to put the road race on. So, so we're just about right there. Um, so initially, the stage race was conceived as, like, all three stages were going to be at Waterworks. It was going to be the oh. Waterworks stage race, and we were going to, it was just going to be, like, a Saturday, Sunday, you know, and then we'll do, like, three, um, we'll do, like, three stages, a circuit race, time trial, and a criterium. And uh, how do you award the KOM? Um, right, Where yeah. the KOM points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is a spot on Waterworks, which is, like, I think like one meter higher. Oh like wow, there is one li- meter. Yep. So like we're gonna, um, so we're gonna put a sprint line there, and like we're gonna give away a polka dot jersey. Um, that's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a big climb. I can make it over that. You can make it over that. Yeah. 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 Momentum. Momentum is your friend. Um, so we, you know, initially it was like, hey, like you know, like Waterworks is a super easy venue to work with. Like let's just do, let's do, we'll do three races. Like at Waterworks, like boom, piece of cake. And then I started thinking, I was like, well, maybe we could do something on Friday too. Like, all right, let's Ooh. try and figure out like a Friday stage. And so I kind of got rolling with this whole idea and I was like, all right, all right. And so then I kind of put it out there like, hey, we're going to try and do a stage race. And I had wanted to do the stage race in 2022 and just like, I was just so busy with Lux and a lot of other stuff that I just 
didn't have time to find the right date and do the planning. Um, so anyway, so um, we are coming into like 23, and I'm like, all right, we're going to do the stage race. Like, we're going to do it this weekend in April. And the weekend that I initially announced it for was the weekend of Pella Roubaix. Mm. And I hadn't realized that Pella Roubaix had taken that date. So I was like, all right, okay. Like, we're not going to, like, we already need bike races in Des Moines. So, like, we're not going to step on anybody's toes. So, like, let's move. Like, I can move my race. Like, I'll pick a race weekend to move it to. So I picked the weekend in May. And the I thought process was three days was like, hey, like if I I'll just like if as long as I get Saturday and Sunday at Waterworks, like like we're good. Like if I can't get that third that that Friday stage, like I can just drop that. You know, so I was like, all right, we'll just go for this weekend in May. Um and I call up Waterworks and I was like, hey, like uh um I need these two these two dates and they're like they're like, oh somebody's got Saturday and I was like okay <laughs> and my first thought was like oh like maybe I should just like call it and I was like nope we're gonna do this we're gonna find a way to do it so um anyway to kind of wrap it all up like um we would have already had every if it was just gonna be two days Saturday and Sunday at Waterworks we would have had this thing announced and out already and so now we're just trying to get uh work with the municipality that we're gonna have the stage in and just like cross some T's and dot some I's. The, the place I want to do the race, they've done a race before. When I talked to the city clerk, he was like, oh, he's like, yeah, we've done this before. Like, we, let's just, we'll go through the process. It shouldn't be a big deal, but we got to go through the steps. And so I have a meeting with them next week and hopefully next Tuesday, Wednesday, um, hopefully by the end of next week, I can roll out and say, hey, this is exactly where we're going to be. Um, with the stages, I think, regardless, like we're going to try and come up with some type of stage to do on Saturday. So I, you know, people have asked about the stage race, and I said I'm ninety five percent sure that we're going to do the stage race. And even if we lose money the first year, like we're going to do it just to do it um, because like, you've got to start somewhere. Um, and I think looking at, you know, like promoting races, like you have to look at like what the participants are going to be. And like, you've got like the, you've got to find the right mix of like, what, what services do I need to provide? What can I provide? Like what extras? And then what entry fee is like the racing population going to tolerate? And so, um, that's a fair question. Yeah, by the way. exactly. Yeah. So like there's that, there's that, that calculus. Right. Yep. And so with the stage race, I said, okay, I think this is probably like, if this is what we're going to deliver, like, then this is the, the entry fee we can charge. And so I think we can get everything to fit like within a budget, like a certain amount of money. And if, if I have to put a little bit of extra money in to like make it happen, that would be good because like, if we can do it, if we, get it on the calendar and we keep doing it, we'll get more people will show up, you know, like mm -hmm. the, yep. there've been a lot of people who have been like asking like about it. And so, um, I would say that the, the real key is like just getting Saturday figured out. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm very confident that we'll get Saturday figured out. Well, we're looking at, uh, can you say dates mm -hmm. potentially? Yeah. So it's going to have to happen the weekend of 
May 12, 13, and 14. Okay, cool. Um, and right now it looks like the Friday stages will be a time trial and then a circuit race um, at Waterworks. So I think the time trial will be in the morning. I think it's going to be two loops around um, Waterworks, two of the long loops, I should say. Mm. And then in the afternoon, we're going to do the circuit race, and the circuit race will be um, two long loops also. And then the Sunday stage will be the Criterium okay. at Waterworks, um, and then we'll have like the final presentation of trophies and jerseys, etc. And then um, the Sunday stage... Hoping to do a road race. Saturday, you mean? Or Saturday, yeah, Saturday. Saturday, we're hoping to do a road race. Um, if, we, um, if we can't get the road race venue we want, then we have a couple other options for, like, a criterium. Um, and so then that's what we'll do. And then we may just reconfigure the stages and do, like, two a time trial, two criteriums, and the circuit race on the last day. It's going to be some mix of that. Yeah. Um, I think for 2024, most likely, it'll probably be like it'll probably be like two days. We'll probably maybe three. We'll have to see how this this yeah. this goes over. Uh, timed points, both. Um, so we're gonna do timed. Okay. Um, but the caveat is like if. Um, you can drop in and do any of the stages. So, oh, cool. So, like, if you want to win the stage race, you have to do all four stages. Sure. Um, and, or you could do the circuit race on Sunday. Uh, or criterium on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah, so if you want to do the stage race, like, you've got to do all this. If you want to win the stage race, you've got to do all the stages. But, like, like, let's say you can't get off work on Friday, and you're like, oh, I don't want to miss the stage race. So you can do Saturday and Sunday. Or you could just do Saturday, or you could just do Sunday. I mean, Sunday's Mother's Day, so there's probably going to be a bunch of people that are like, oh, I can't make it out Sunday, but I can come out Saturday. Yeah. There's, um, a, there's a history of a Mother's Day circuit race yeah. in Waterworks, so yeah. people are used to that. Yeah. Yeah, so the deal will be that if you only do one race, like you're not going to show up in the overall standings, you know. Right, um, right. For the pro men and pro women, we're going to do, um, they're going to have a green jersey, so we'll have some points to go along with it. So you'll have a yellow jersey for the for the leader. You'll have a green jersey for the best sprinter. Um, we are going to have a KOM. So even if we are, you're just, not kidding about that. I'm not kidding about <laughs> it. Like we're going to have a KOM, um, and then we'll have a best young rider jersey for. Wow, man, you're like this is awesome. This is uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, are we moving to A minus material? Uh, you know, like, we'll see. Let's get through the first year and fair see enough, how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it at a B for now, and then we'll, we'll, we'll judge it in September and see, uh, see where we're at. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe you throw up your hands and said, this is so much work, I'm out. Yeah. And then we'll drop back, back down to a C. But uh, I don't know. I'm super excited, and I, I feel like this is a great way for people to um, continue racing their road bikes. Yeah. Put on the skinny tires and go. Yeah. Elbow to elbow and 35 miles an hour and yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, and I, I really, like, the stage race is really important to me because, like, um, I mean, that's a huge component of racing at the pro level is, like, For sure. at, at, like stage races. Like, you know, like, 
you have like a little four day race in France, you have a little three day race in Spain, you know, then it'll be like a week line, you know, like that's a huge part of the pro circuit. Like one day races, obviously, like we have the monuments, we have like the, some of the other classics and semi classics, you know, and you have, but stage racing has just been a part of bike racing forever. And not many people in the US have really gotten to do like a timed stage race. And so I think bringing that back, you know, in kind of like a user-friendly format um, was really important. I'd seen a couple other promoters do that, and so I said, okay, I want to I do this too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, we're not reinventing the wheel here by, like, figuring out how to, like, give, like, take times for people across the finish line. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can be rocket science. Can be. Can be. Can be. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know, my role will not be taking time as people cross the line yeah. and try to figure that out. I just need you to talk. I'll talk. I just need you to harass people. <laughs> I, will, I will harass people yeah. for sure. Um, super awesome. And then, of course, quickly, the, the midweek races, um, just down and out, like throw down, um, brag and write yeah. Yeah. races at, all at Waterworks. Yep, all at Waterworks. All at Waterworks. Um, and, like, we can decide... Um, like what course we want to use or what direction. So we oh, could, cool. one of them, like we could be like, hey, we're going to do the circuit race this week, you know, and then we could say, hey, we're going to do the short course, we're going to do it backwards, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, midweek races are, we, are, are nice to do. Um, it gives people an opportunity to race. So like from a training and coaching standpoint, like one of the difficult aspects of cycling and training racers, competitive racers, is like, um, like you've got to like, you've got to um, go through the process of like finishing the race, the sprint or whatever, and like know how to execute to to be, learn how to win, to learn how to be competitive. For sure, like yeah. I have, I, everybody says that's not these are not my words, but I often repeat them that cycling is ninety percent fitness. 90% NASCAR yeah. and 90% the game of chess. Yeah, and you have to learn the game of chess and the only way to do that yeah. is to race. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's great experience you you understand like yeah. Gosh, when I sit on the front for the final mile, yeah. everybody goes around me. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I shouldn't sit on the front. You have to learn that. Yeah. And from a coaching standpoint, people act differently in like Tuesday night worlds sure. than they do like at Saturday with a number on. And then you want to train new racers to like differentiate between the two also. And then you like, you know, some guys will be like, oh, I'm going to pull and lead everybody out like the last mile of Tuesday night world championships. And it's like, hey, that's great. Thumbs up. Thanks for doing that for me. I was happy to win that sprint. Um, right. Yeah. And there's benefit to throwing down 600 yeah. watts for a mile. Yeah. 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 I mean, you do get something out of that on Tuesday night. Yeah. You do not get the win. Exactly. But you do, I mean, there's yeah. a workout in it. And that's why Tuesday night is different yeah. than when there's a yeah actual finish line with yeah. Yeah. an I mean, official stand. Like, there. yeah, when you pin a number on and you go for the finish line, it's a whole different ball game. And that's something that you've got to train like new racers on like okay these are two different things like yeah like hey you can do Tuesday night just like a bike race and that's great it's like you have to you don't you got to get that in your mind and then if you do everything well then transport that 
to like Saturday with like a number on, right? right. But then like if, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to pull all day and then let everybody sprint around me, it's like, okay, well, that's not great training for racing. So like <laughs> let's, let's, let's put a number on and then let's learn not to do that. And so <laughs> right, right. the midweek races are like the, the idea is that it's a easy access um, and so somebody can go out there and be like, okay, like, you know, like, uh, like it's another race under my belt. Like, ah, that's okay. I screwed up. That's what I'm going to do. You know, you don't have to drive like four hours to go do the race. You know, you're not paying 50 bucks to get in there. You know, you're not like, oh, is this like some serious point series that like, you know, Ooh, am I going to miss out on the trophy if I screw this up? Um, but it's an opportunity to pin a number on. And the other nice piece of that, and this fits into bike racing in the U S is like, People should, since it's USA Cycling sanctioned, um, they will get upgrade points for it. So those oh, people wow. who are looking to like move up in category, it's going to be an opportunity for them to get upgrade points. And it's just another or experience or whatever. You know, I think if you as a Cat Four, like one way to upgrade to Cat Three is like you have so many race starts and sure. you know, yep. um, you know, um, we're going to do a Cat Five only race. Um, we're going to do a, um, a three, four race. We're going to do a master's 40 plus and women's race combined. And then we're going to do like a, basically an open event at the end of the night. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, we've talked a bit about coaching. I want to talk a little bit about your life now because, uh, we talked to you last, I don't know, winter, spring, yeah, about your time as DS at the Lux Development Cycling Team. Yep, which has come to an end, and you are now DS uh, Director Sportif. There was a good um, in the Lu- in the Luff. Um, I listened to a podcast. I listened uh-huh. to podcasts all day long, and this guy from Australia has a podcast that I enjoy listening to. He was a racer, and now he's not. Life in the Peloton. Well, that's okay. easy. Um, Talking about director sportif, yeah. Uh, DS uh, sports director. He's like, oh, we've kind of like taken the term sports director now, but it's still <laughs> DS. Anyway, yeah. you're DS for um, a team that's been around a while, but taking a step up. And this is kind of fun here in Des Moines. Um, I mean, shoot, I used to be on the front of Tuesday Night Worlds, uh-huh. and it was we were all cat threes and fours and. It was a big deal if we had a cat two show up. Yeah. Now there's freaking pros that show up. You know, <laughs> right. uh, uh, Zimmer and um, Evan and Ethan are, are regulars on Tuesday night, and mm-hmm. and um, freaking Randy Reichard and and um, uh, why am I draw Adam, Adam Ventling? Adam Ventling. Yep. Oh my gosh! Like the I, I'm not on the front of Tuesday night anymore. Even at my best, I would not be. Um, so Project Echelon guys are here, which has obviously raised the level here in, in Des Moines. But ABC Cycling has been around for 10? About 10 years, yeah. About 10 years. And um, kind of bumped up. Like I feel like they've just kind of like bounced around that kind of regional, continental level almost. Yeah. And, yep. and it feels like... Uh, hiring you, they've taken a, a step up. Uh, tell me about ABC and, and what you're doing there and what the goal of the organization is. Yeah. Um, 
We have a pretty ambitious goal this year, and that's to be the number one amateur team in the U.S. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That, that is ambitious. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. So now it's in the podcast space, and we'll see. <laughs> you know, somebody somebody else is going to pick that up and be like, oh, those guys said that. But that's, it's, that's, it's not written down, but it, it is recorded. It is so recorded, yeah. yeah. No, so that's our goal, and um, I'm happy to put that out there and, like, test our medal against it. Um, we have a very, very good squad of riders this year, and um, I think that was one of the things that interested me um, – about above and beyond cancer when I was looking for a job um, this fall um, you know big shout out to Lux it was a, a really good two years um, that I was with them and it was great to be a part of the development of all those young cyclists and um, you know it's just it was a great project and so it was a, a lot of talent came a, out of a Lux. lot of talent came out of that yeah and it was nice to be a part of that um, and, you know, unfortunately, like, all good things come to an end. And, you know, the, um, you know, just I think there were, economically, it's just hard to keep a big program like that afloat. For um, sure. Yeah. So in the fall of 22, um, like, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, like, what's the next step? And it was kind of funny, like, I, um, I'll try not to digress on this too much, but, like, I, I came back from... Came back from Europe um, at the end of August, like first part of September, and was like, okay, you know. And the hard part about like the hard part about DSing is that like when you know your team is ending, like you're like part of you is like, okay, like I need to I need to start thinking about like the next season. You know, like bike racers have like their team for the next season like lined up in like June or July, right? Like, they hope. They hope, yeah. Yeah, so in June, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, we'll be back with Lux and doing more stuff um, in 2023 and 2024, et cetera. And so then to find out kind of, like, a little later in the game, like, oh, okay, we're done. It's like, oh, all right. So then there's this, it's like, okay, what's my next step? It's like, well, one, I have a – like, I'm on the road right now with my athletes, and so priority number one is to, like – you know, I got to look after them. I got to, you know, like my job still, like, I still have one job. And that's like, you know, direct the team and move forward. Make sure that, like, make sure that one, we're meeting our performance goals. And, you know, everybody's like going the right direction. Um, so anyway, I get back from, get back from Europe in the first part of September. And then, um, and then I got COVID like right away. Um, I probably got it in Europe and then, like, land. Oh, so you brought it to the U.S. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole lab leak theory, nope, I brought it to the U.S. Thank you. Um, Thank you. um, So anyway, so, like, for, like, I was out of commission for, like, three weeks. And so now it's, like, end of September. And I'm like, I really don't. It's like, I have, like, a couple things going on. But, um, you know, talking to a couple people, but, like, nothing is... um, I haven't, I haven't personally like made a whole lot of movement. And so I finally, I started putting some feelers out and it was great. Like initially I got like a lot of positive feedback and, um, I had a couple of programs who were like really interested and I was like, Oh, okay. And then it was kind of like, well, I, uh, I, I wouldn't be the first director, like uh, bigger teams. You have like multiple directors and right. like, you know, like the first director, like he gets the choice or he or she gets the choice of what they want to do. So anyway, so, um, 
uh, was thinking like, oh, okay, well, it'd be nice to take a step back from travel. And like, you know, in 2022, I was on the road 150 days. Oh, my. Um, I was in Europe 110. Jeez. So you have a 90-day limit in Europe. I was in, I did so many trips to Europe that I was able to get like an extra 20 days in because of like the rollover that happens with your days. Anyway, um, you probably have a really cool looking passport book. I do. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's getting filled well up there. Yeah. 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 Um, I got United 1K this past year, which was really nice. <laughs> so it's hard to get to. Um, so, um, anyway, so to kind of like bring us back to like uh, ABC, uh, Randy Reichart reached out and said, hey, you know, would you be interested in talking about 2023? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, it's, I mean, like, it's local, it's Des Moines. Like, I'd like to be more involved with the Des Moines cycling community. And, and like, ABC has had, like, a good, a good program. Um, so I talked to Randy about it, and Randy said, hey, here are the guys that I'm, like, talking to for 2023. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, this is kind of what I want to do. He's like, I really want to take things up a notch. He's like, I'm, you know, he, what did he tell me? He's like, I'm tired of losing good guys to some of these other programs. He's like, I, that's part of our mission. He's like, but I want us to be a program where people are going to come to us. And I said, okay. I said, I like that. And he said, these are the races we, we want to do. And it was all the big races in the U.S. And and I was like, oh. Trofeo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but like Valley of the Sun, um, Redlands, Tour of the Gila, Joe Martin Stage Race, Elite Nationals, Pro Nationals, like Tulsa, the two big Criterium Series. And then there's going to be a gravel piece to it as well. Oh, Adam loves gravel. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of the guys, one of the reasons that um, a couple of the guys picked our team is because we were going to do, like, we were going to be supportive of their gravel efforts, you know. And there's... Right now, like, if you join, say, like, uh, well, I mean, I think, like, uh, I, I don't know for sure, but, like, you join Project Echelon, like, Project Echelon's not going to discourage you from doing a gravel race, like, on your off week, but I don't, I don't know that they're fully supporting their, their Continental Pros, like, in some of those gravel events. I could be totally wrong, but that was one of the things that Randy made clear to some of the riders, like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll support you in your gravel events or we'll allow you to make your schedule so if you have, like, personal gravel sponsors, you can do, hmm. you can do that. So that immediately clicked with a lot of guys. Huh. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so just to go through some of the guys that ended up, um, that ended up on the squad, we have uh, Toby Rode from Norway. Um, Toby was a student at CMU. He was actually on ABC a few years ago. Um, Toby is a very talented bike racer. He won the first stage of Tour of the Gila last year. So Toby's like 6'2", 6'3". Oh, I want that wheel. 170 pounds, but he won the climbing stage at Tour of the Gila, the Mogollon Hill Climb stage. Jeez. Yeah. Um, So Toby can go uphill. Yeah. and then he ended up third overall at Tour of the Gila um, and wore the leader's jersey for a few days. And then he ended up fifth overall at Joe Martin. Um, he had some really great results in Europe. He had a couple of top tens in stage races in Europe. And so he was, um, yeah, he was, he, he's, a, he's a heck of a bike racer. 
um, he wanted to do a little more gravel this year, and Randy talked to him, and he was like, yeah, I'd be interested in coming back. Sweet. Um, we have another uh, young guy from Norway, uh, Sindra Breen, and Sindra's a good sprinter. Um, he goes to CMU also. Um, and Sindra goes to CMU also, and he um, a really good sprinter, really good engine in there too. It was a lot of fun to watch him at training camp. Um, our third guy from Norway is Ivar Skarseth. Um, Ivar and his older brother, Anders, were on the Norwegian pro team Uno X. And so Ivar was on a pro-continental team. Um, he was looking to do something different in 2023. And he heard that Toby and Sindra go to CMU. And he's like, you know, like I kind of want to try this gravel thing. I want to do something different. I want to take a different path. So I think I'm going to go to CMU. And then Toby and Cinder are like, hey, you should join this cycling team. So we have a legit world-level ex-pro on our team. Um, yeah. Ever would be a, a neat guy to get on the podcast. Like, he's done Amstel Gold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a, a neat guy to talk to. Um, we have Alex Hone who had been with Wildlife Generation and Avolo and Elevate KHS. Um, I mean, Alex is one of the top pros in the U.S. He raced in Spain last year, and he came back this year to the U.S. and wants to do some gravel, and he's really fired up about the road scene. Um, we have a lot of good um, young American guys. We have Brockton Smith, who is from Hot Tubes. Um, this is his first-year senior um, Isaac Bryant, a uh, Lux alumni out of Minnesota. Um, Isaac's got some international experience as well. Um, we have Cody Babbler from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Cody um, was making a name for himself on the crit scene last year. And uh, Will Zugabe, um, from, he's out of Indianapolis, um, kind of very similar to Cody, like had really started to make a name for himself in um, – crits last year so we have a um, we just have a really 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 good solid squad <laughs> i am like randy reichardt is a phenomenal athlete yep. um, he's not a baby anymore yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's uh 42 ish maybe something like that he's 40 something mm -hmm. um uh, but the dude can freaking fly like he's super yeah. fast mm -hmm. his dad doug is Mm -hmm. Still super fast and always has been fast. Um, my point in saying all that is like how talented Randy is and how strong he is. Is there a place for Randy on this team? Yeah, yeah. You gonna, know, it's it's he's funny to be the one getting dropped. <laughs> yeah, no. The the structure of the team is 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 really cool. Like Randy and Adam and like Hayden Warner, Brendan Hardy, um, Matt Usborne, um, uh, Timmy Bauer. Um, those guys are all still with the team, and you know, um, are, some of the guys still race quite a bit. You know, I think Randy and Adam are kind of doing more masters stuff. Like yep. Randy is yep. definitely like, hey, I'm going to focus a lot on masters, and he's like still actually he's Randy's still riding really really well. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, and then um, he does still shave his legs. He does, yeah. Yeah, Adam's like kind of all in on gravel. Yep, big um, time. Which is great. Um, you know, Brendan Hardy still races quite a bit in the one yep. two stuff. And like Brendan's kind of like, hey, I'm balancing like, I got a full time job and 
you know, like I'm still want to race, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to sign up for Gila, but I'll sign up for, you know, Toad and stuff. And he's, oh, cool. and he's a good dude to have, you know, like to mentor some of the younger guys and just kind of help them navigate the, you know, the pro bike racing space. Yeah. So that's great. What a great squad. We'll be yeah. watching them for sure. Um, ABC, I know they, the, do we know their Instagram off the top of our heads, or do we both have to grab our phones? I think it's ABC Cycling. ABC Cycling. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you look for it, yeah. you'll find it for sure. Yeah. One more name I want to mention is um, Carson Christen, and Carson is an Iowa guy, um, Iowa boy, I guess. Um, he grew up um, in Decorah, Iowa, if I'm oh, correct, yeah. and went to school like at UNI. Um, Carson has kind of made his name like in the triathlon world, like as a pro triathlete and like he's been coaching triathletes uh, for the last 10 years, but he reached out to us and said, Hey, I really want to get back more into the cycling side of things. Um, He has some really good cycling experience. He has some great cycling experience. He was um, a coach on Israel startup nation or a few years back when they were the Israel cycling Academy. Um, So he's got some excellent experience at the pro road level. And um, he came down to camp and, like, just fit in right away. And, um, yeah, like, it's going to be exciting to have him on board to kind of be, like, the assistant director. And then also, like, he's going he's gonna to work with the athletes a lot on, like, sport performance. And Did he ride with the guys? Uh, no, he didn't have his bike down there. So I okay. think he's still in pretty good shape. I was, I was going to ask if he, like, put his running shoes like right at the edge of the sidewalk so when you finished a ride he'd hop off put his running shoes on and go run around the no no he was yeah like he was very cognizant of the fact like okay maybe uh you know like i I need to let these guys know i know about cycling like it's not just triathlon although you know like most all the guys on the team have a healthy respect for like the elite level triathletes out there oh for sure i mean you have to it's a phenomenal athlete and in fact my first bike races were triathlons yeah so i can't make too much fun of them yeah um uh, i gotta give a shout out to abc is above and beyond cancer and um i don't know i feel like in these podcasts i always talk about the old days or whatever but uh uh dr deming began above and beyond cancer must have been 2000 eight or nine, Charlie Whitmack, a Des Moines guy, did a thing called the World Triathlon. Okay. He swam down the River Thames, mm-hmm. then uh, across the English Channel, mm-hmm. then he got, <clears throat> excuse me, got on his bike and he rode across Europe through Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, all these Zans, um, into India, and then he did fly up to uh, uh, Lukla, uh, the kind of the starting point of the trek to Mount Everest mm-hmm. um, from wherever you fly in from to Lukla. And I think I'm saying that right. And then he freaking did Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Dick Deming, Dr. Deming, took a group. Uh, he's a cancer doctor here in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And he took a group of cancer survivors and um, like people who, like caregivers or spouses or, or children of people who've been affected by cancer, to like they flew to uh, 
Nepal mm -hmm. and did the trek to the base of Mount Everest and met Charlie there. And that was a first expedition of Above and Beyond Cancer mm -hmm. with uh, Dr. Deming. And now it's come, they're going to um, uh, Kilimanjaro this summer. They're, yep. they're doing a, um, a trek to the top of Kilimanjaro. They do a ton of stuff around town. Um, if you've been affected by cancer, look up Above and Beyond Cancer and get involved in their programs and uh, um, dive on board in, in whatever capacity. Um, I've been involved. My mom uh, had cancer three times, the third time got her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's for people like me whose mm -hmm. parents passed away, whose spouse passed away, whose children have been affected by it. So um, shout out to Dr. Deming and all that he has done. And a branch from Above and Beyond is this bike racing team. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. It, it's really, it's really great to be involved with an organization like Above and Beyond Cancer also, like so many people have been impacted by cancer. Like I throw a rock and you hit five people. Right, right, yeah. right. And I think the, um, the, the message that rings true um, is that like this is something that like it, you don't necessarily have to let it affect you in a way and make you stop living. I mean, obviously like it, that sounds, that, that sounds very cliche, but at the same time, like we all have like a decision to make when like we get that diagnosis and, um, and the idea is that like, Hey, like there's, there could be a lot of life left and like, what do you want to do with it? Um, and I think that that's, a, it's a message of hope and it's a message of, you know, like, um, be like, be engaged in like your community, um, be a part of like something bigger. And then also, you know, again, just that, it's like just that motivation of like, all right, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with your time? And even if you don't have cancer, it like makes you think, you know, like it just like, uh, I remember, um, we went to the, we went to the, um, the dinner, I think it was like November, or December, um, and we did a great motivational speaker there. But it just makes you think. It's like, all right, like, what am I doing with my time? You know, like, here, here. like here's somebody over here who faced down a diagnosis of, say, like breast cancer and like survived and said, this is what I'm going to do with my life and my time that I have left. You know, whether it's 30 years or whether it's 10 years, you know. And it's like, wow, like, okay, what am I doing with my time? Like, yeah. I have no reason to say, like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Or, you know, like, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Or, ah, oh, you know, like, I'll, I'll go have beers with that person's brother. It's like, no, like, like, kind of seize the moment. like Embrace the day. Embrace the day, yeah. For sure. Yeah. A lot of the riders commented that they really liked being part of the team that was bigger than, say, like, selling a bicycle or like representing, you know, like a refrigerator company, you know, like they're like, wow, this is like very meaningful. And some writers had stories about how their family had been impacted by cancer. And in particular, like the one guy who I thought really, who really clicked with me was Ever, who came from Uno X. And he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really nice to be affiliated with an organization like this. He's like, that's more meaningful than say, like this pro team that I was affiliated with, he's like, this is a really good message to be promoting. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. We say ABC a lot. 
Yeah. But we yeah. should reiterate above, yeah. life goes on above, above and, and beyond, beyond cancer. cancer. Yeah. 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 Um, if I could just a quick shout out to a couple of our other sponsors. For um, sure. Bike World helps make this happen. Um, Bike World has been a, a really great supporter the last few years. Um, giant bicycles, um, SRAM components. Um, we are a SRAM ambassador team, um, so we'll be on SRAM this year. Um, Giant has provided bikes and uh, helmets and shoes. Um, <clears throat> for this coming year, for 2023, we have Tafosi glasses. Uh, Power Bar came on board as a nutrition sponsor. Um, Velo Toes provides us like some additional clothing. And Bora Sportswear has provided um, clothing for us this year, and it's really great stuff. So um, just want to give a shout-out to all those uh, sponsors for the team. There's a couple other out there as well. Grey Dog Media, um, Mr. Ventlink's company, um, Randy Reichart Development um, is in there too, Kitchen Collage. Um, so we've had a number of people in the community step forward to support this program, um, and we need to say thanks for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I need to thank, um, this is a bonus episode, and, uh, and I'm going to try and do this off the cuff, but I want to thank Bike Iowa for hosting Bike Talk with Dave, and um, this, this uh, podcast will be featured on bikeiowa.com, as are all of your races. So go to the Bike Iowa events and look up the, uh, um, all of your yeah. <laughs> Trofeo Sabato Santo. Santo, as well as all of the others. And the, uh, the stage race, when it, it goes up there. Need to thank uh, Chain and Spoke Coffee for keeping us well caffeinated. Yes. And um, I will look forward to seeing folks at the Driftless 100 on uh, April 29th and the Rattlesnake Gravel Grind on uh, the weekend of March 24th, 25th, and 26th. And hopefully we do not get bitten by a rattlesnake. Yep. But the Rattlesnake Roundup is the week before that. So I feel like they will clear the area of rattlesnakes. And I have a deal with the dude who puts on that race that he is going to give me some rattlesnake meat and I'm going to make rattlesnake chili. <laughs> so that will, we will look forward to that. So yeah, uh, bikeiowa.com, chain and spoke coffee, rattlesnake and driftless 100. So anyway, dude, thanks tons for coming on. Super excited about all these races and, um, Gosh, I really want people to show up. So get in your cars and uh, and get to Des Moines on all the dates that we mentioned. And, and I'll put the dates in show notes. And GPDSM Bike, bike Race racing. on Instagram. Do you have a website? Um, coaching? Working on it. It's uh, Hopefully we'll roll that out like in the next couple weeks here. That was one of those projects that Jeff's helping me with. And he's like, hey, Chris, can you give me a call about this? And I was like, ah, oh, Jeff, I'm like in the middle of team camp. Can we just get to that like in a couple of weeks? Well, at some point, you will have a website. But I know uh, bikeiowa.com will have all your races. As, uh, and I think yeah. people can register for stuff at Bike Reg right Yeah, now. go to bikereg.com. And, you know, uh, I, um, bike racers out there, the best way to support your local race and make sure there's more local races is go show up and reg. Reg, 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 you know, don't wait until the last minute. It's easy to do that. Like, reg a month out, reg two months out. You know, reg like two weeks out. Just it helps the promoters uh, prepare for race day. I know there's a lot of exciting things that we do in this world. One of the most exciting things for a 
race promoter is to open up an email and say, ding, 10 people registered for yes, the race yes, today. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So make that ding happen. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Dags, for coming on, and I right. uh, look forward to seeing you in April. All right, thanks, Dave. Good talking to you. You too.